0: Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Jasmine is a photographer, music video creator and designer. She is also a singer and songwriter who has released her debut EP, Garden, which is full of heart and soul and lovely melodies. So I'm going to ask her a few questions about it. Hi, Jasmine. Hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And um, your EP has been sitting with me for a few days now and just letting it marinate. And it's, yeah, it keeps popping into my mind at unexpected times. So there's so much in it, it's really rich. But I don't want to start by talking about the music. I'd actually like to start by acknowledging that it's a really big deal to go from one side of the camera to another, so to speak, and literally in your case, because you make videos and you are now in music videos. You've worked with musical artists in all sorts of capacities and to become one yourself takes guts, I think, because you know so much and you know so many people. So I'm interested in what that process was or has been like for you because it's an ongoing one.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean... You know, when I started recording this record, I didn't even think that I would take it as seriously as I have ended up taking it. So I wasn't really, um, I hadn't thought about any of this until it all started coming out into the world. And now there's this strange little reflection about, um, you know, I've got all these eyes on me um, because I've built a lot of my following within the music industry. So a lot of my followers and audience are people that are a bit more seasoned and, you know, awesome people great at what they do so I feel like the pressure has actually just felt you know I've I've felt it a lot because I have so much respect for these people and I'm very conscious of stepping into their world um you know from a different angle Mm. and not wanting to sort of uh tread on any toes or um I guess just to to do it justice and to show that I really respect you know, everything that goes into it, and that I'm, you know, trying to treat it with the respect that it deserves and demonstrate that. Um, but I'm really, I'm really happy with all the feedback that I've gotten from all my friends in the industry. And um, it's been received well as far as I can tell. So, you know, that helps.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, just, I did want to start with that because to the casual observer, it may look like, oh, you know, you have this. Great career, doing all these other things, and isn't it nice that you're now making music? But, but yeah, the stakes are high uh, when when you know so many people and know so much. So yeah, congratulations on <laughs> making it through release and getting thus far. And I'm sure you've had great feedback because it is a lovely EP. But I wanted to also mention something that I read uh, that you'd said, which is music became mine because I was a child who had nothing. The radio was always free. God touched me through the airwaves, and I let it swallow me whole. And I'm curious about what was the, what the music was that meant the most to you when you were younger, that that was your experience?
1: Yes. Um, you know, I think it's very strange. Um, there's, there's a big spectrum of music that I was sort of surrounded by when I was younger, but, um, I'll give you, I'll give you one that maybe sounds like a little, a little strange off the cuff, but, um, actually a little bit of rap music, in fact, <laughs> and, you know, um, you know, I listen to, I think just from the environments that I was in, there was a lot of rap music going on and um, Eminem, in fact. Now, nobody shunned me. Okay. I know there's a lot of closeted Eminem fans out in the country world. They exist. So, Um, but you know, um, it spoke, that was the music that spoke about the types of experiences that I was in and sort of like that I felt saw me and Mm -hmm. the struggles that I was going through. And I think the thing about, you know, rap music is that it's not as censored. So all of those kind of struggles and difficulties, you know, they're obviously saying it in a very, you know, often obnoxious or crass way, but the um the vulnerability is that, you know, they're being so open about it and I was, you know, I was much too young to be listening <laughs> to that, <laughs> but um, that was that kind of, you know, it was an outlet for me to sort of be like, oh, this is, uh, you know, and the way that they reflect on it as being like a negative circumstance or something, you know, it kind of sh- it showed me that it wasn't normal or, you know, it was something that I could feel big feelings about and um, that there was a creative outlet for it. You know, a lot of my earlier writing in just poetry or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever I was doing as a younger person was very sad and very angry and um you know, but I had permission to do that and I think it was really cathartic um, from listening to that kind of music. But on the flip side, you know, my grandparents listened to a lot of like Enya and, you know, a little opera here and there, so I had all this beautiful soothing uh, stuff to indulge in as well. So I wasn't just like a, you know, pent-up child for all the moments, <laughs> but yes. I'm
0: also wondering what your understanding of um of a musical artist would have been then in, in terms of what you do now. So that's what music gave you when you were younger. And do you, I would imagine you do feel the weight of that now or the, the the shape of that now that you're an artist yourself, that you may in turn be that for someone else.
1: Yes, um, I, I have become aware of this. Uh, I think a lot of the big life experiences that I've had, um, it's very easy to want to censor that to protect certain people or to, you know, think about how it's going to be played on a radio station in the middle of the day. You know, there's lots of factors where it's just very easy to think, well, maybe I'll sort of water it down or cover it up. Um, I think it's really important to me that I want to look back at my discography in 20, 40 years and feel that I've accurately told all of my stories and, um, you know, that it that people who are listening to them can hear those and you know feel seen because for me making music is entirely all about feeling seen and connected to community so you know that's that's also the payoff for the audience I guess but yeah that's that's an important thing that I have to keep pushing myself to chase and not shy away from um but I think it'll I think it pays off because uh you know all of my favorite songwriters um are very good at doing that and I think that's what sets folks apart, for me anyway, in songwriting is when you kind of can get to the guts of it all.
0: And I suppose it's also a question for you because you mentioned big life experiences and uh, you did have a lot happen to you in your younger years. It's a question for you as an artist of how much you include and how much you keep back. And and I also think it is entirely the artist's decision. It's, you don't owe, owe the audience anything. You don't owe them the totality of your experience. You can present and edit as you see fit. But I suppose, yes, for you in, in creating these first few songs that you've released, was was there a decision making process of, of what you were going to hold back or did you just let the songs come out as they were?
1: Yeah, not so much for um, this record. I think I just. Um because I hadn't been considering that going into music might have been something that was, you know, very commercial and out there for the masses at that point when I was writing those songs, um, I was thinking less about that, but I've, I've since written many, many more songs and I'm looking forward to an album, hopefully, um, next year working on that. So in this process now of writing, I'm, I'm much more conscious of it and, um, yeah, kind of able to contextualise it a little bit more with where the songs will be off to.
0: So, yeah. So at what point in your life, after listening to a lot of music and and immersing yourself within the music, the world of music, did you decide that actually, yes, making music was something for you? Um, well, it was my
1: 25th birthday, actually, I decided that um, it was just going to be my one-off birthday project that I was going to record and release a song um it just it just I don't know you know it's so silly but I'm sure many people can relate to it but I really did always like sit around like daydreaming what a fabulous you know journey it would be to become a songwriter and a singer and put out like that's so you you just feel like it's a starry-eyed dream um and I never I never thought that it was like something that was actually attainable but as I started working with other creative folks and sort of got to understand that, you know, it was accessible to me, I thought, well, why not? You know, I am a songwriter at heart. So, you know, go off and do it. And I was just going to do it that once, but um, it it was something that I enjoyed so much. And, you know, I just, I think also you, the universe kind of gives you things that you don't necessarily like, it knows it knows what's in your heart and it's kind of just always offering you um the chance to go forth and claim that uh even if you don't necessarily
0: know at that time that that's what you want yeah Mm. that's a really lovely statement the universe knows what's in your heart i'm wondering at which point in your life you realize that Mm.
1: um look that is it's just like a, it's, it's this feeling, right? Like it's, it's more of like this sense of, for me that there's just, there's something, I think people that, people that come from, you know, troubling beginnings, you just, there's something that keeps you hanging on. Mm. And it's, it's this little light inside me that feels much bigger and brighter and stronger than I have felt at a lot of points. And whenever I trust that and let it sort of do its thing and lead the way you know just surrendering and trusting um it always leads to the bigger better things so yeah <laughs> but I'm continuously learning though still to listen to it it's not always what you go to
0: right listen to it as in trust it even if it's not
1: intellectually
0: what you think you should do
1: yeah absolutely and 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 also like being able to separate um fear from you know thinking that you're uh, being logical or protecting yourself sometimes it is just fear, you know. Like my my feeling in life is that we really we are here one time, so you know you can do something a little bit brazen or bold or you know just just stay brave, courageous, and I think that's where all the fun is too. Like take all the risks that you know not everybody is doing because that's where all the fun stories are on the other side of that so I'm I'm here for the stories I just want to you know dive into everything and if it turns out terribly
0: it's still a great story so (laughs) that is an excellent philosophy of, of life and you know art and all sorts of things um that first song you wrote for your 25th birthday is that song on the EP it's not but it is online and
1: I've kind of kept it up there only like I do it's still a bop honestly it's called birthday it's a song about a birthday um chronic birthday sads which is a thing that I've found out since then that a lot of people experience they they get sad on their birthday because your expectations are this high and -hmm. nobody's ever doing that much as what you feel like you deserve um so it's like a more of an indie pop little moment um Mm -hmm. but I kept it up there because I thought this is a nice little bookmark for like where I started and you know, I still I cringe a little bit at it, but it's still, you know, it's my baby at the end of the day. So she deserves to live on and have her moment. And we can all look back and think, wow.
0: And also it was your first step on the on the journey that has brought you to the EP and probably which also brought you to Michael and Melody Moko, with whom you worked on the EP. And I'm wondering how that connection initially came about.
1: Yes, with Michael and Melody. Um, Melody actually reached out to me uh Miss Fanny Lumsden had recommended me to Melody as a photographer. Um, She'd seen my work on Instagram and I was such a fangirl of Fanny. um, She actually revealed this to me that she had lined that up while we were over in Nashville. And I just thought, what's going on? This is, you know, this is like bucket list stuff for me. So um, Fanny had told Melody, get in touch with Jasmine. I think she'd be perfect to shoot the cover for um, Two Kids and a Radio and so that was our first time working together. And then, you know, I've shot all of Melody's content since that photo shoot. Um, and yeah, we're basic, we're family now. The Mokos and I, I really love
0: those guys and all their kiddos and everything. So yeah, yeah. And so when it came to then creating the music together, so obviously Michael came in at some point. Was that uh, was that a songwriting connection first, or songwriting collaboration first?
1: Um. No, actually, I just had said to them along the journey of making film clips and things, I said, would you ever like to trade some of these services for a little recording time? Um, Because I just, I I really, I don't know, looking back, like I I hadn't given it a ton of thought. I just thought, well, I've got some nice songs that I've written and I'd probably want to go and record them. But again, like, I feel like it was just something bigger than me that just sort of had this Mm -hmm. little pathway and yeah, I, and so we had lined up over the course of a couple of years that I had all, had all these funds stashed away from little trades. And, um, yeah, eventually I thought, well, I've got five songs. Let's go record now. And, yeah, we just all got in there and did it. I think it took us um, three days. We were hanging out at the house. We did a little bit of um, uh, co-writing at the start, like just melody making sure that all my fears weren't warranted about all my lyrics and then... We
0: went down to the living room downstairs and recorded it. Fantastic. And I also love the idea of it being done on the barter system because you know, I don't hear about the barter system that often anymore.
1: <laughs> oh, and, you know, I actually I advertise that on my website as a form of payment. If you okay. want to trade a service or a skill or if you have a product, like I want to do trades and you know, I've been thinking about that so much lately because um, like all this cost of living business with yeah. everyone really struggling at the moment. And I always think to myself, it would be so beautiful if we had this moment of reformation where we all stepped into that a little bit more, where we were, you know, trading things that weren't necessarily money. I don't know. Anyway, but if anyone's watching, I'm always open to that. So.
0: I think, yeah, I think it's a great thing to offer, especially because actually you have a wide range of skills. So <laughs> there are a few different things that people could talk to you about. So I'll put the link to your website um, in all the related notes for all of this so people can come and find you. Um, so given that your 25th birthday song was not on the EP, what was the first song written for the EP?
1: The first song written was actually, I think it was God and I. Um yeah, which, which is so funny because I didn't even think it would make the cut, actually. That kind of just got pulled in at the end when I couldn't make up my mind about what the last song was going to be. But I'd written it yonks back and I thought, well, it's. I was trying with this EP to sort of cover a few main pillars of, you know, things that were important to me. And um, a little cheeky atheism is one of those. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so he got put in there. But... Um, Yes, it was God and I, I think, but, but I feel like it's it's a very different song to the other songs on the record. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little more theatrical and I kind of think of it as my little, uh, if, if there was like a Broadway show that needed that song, it might be
0: able to slip on in there. It's a little bit. <laughs> musical. Well, the current single is Lay Your Guns Down and it is such a powerful song about hopes and missed chances. What was the initial spark for it?
1: Um, this constant rumination that I go back to about being an old lady sitting at my Christmas table with, uh, no family around because I've only had one baby and just thinking about all the grandchildren that won't be there and, you know, all of the extra children that won't be there for me. Um, so that's, that's something that makes me quite sad because, um, I had my son when I was quite young and, It sort of felt like maybe I won't get the chance to do that again because career and all of that. um, And I feel like I'm kind of done with, like, the baby days, you know. They're pretty intense. Um, But so long as Finn has lots of grandchildren for me, we might have that covered. I don't know yet. But, you know, it is is something that I kind of sit around from time to time feeling sorry for myself about. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I guess just the other verses, you know, they're pretty significant, actually, the the verse about, uh, you know, there's a woman I wake beside long hair like me. I I wrote that while I was still in a marriage with a, with a man. And um, I remember we were laying on the beach and I sung that song to him to show him the new song I'd written. And um, we both actually ended up crying at the end of it and just kind of realizing that, like, I really realized in that moment that. It was something that I probably needed to address at some point, and I, and I actually ended up um, pursuing that. You know, probably less than a year later, um, we're still great friends and all of that great stuff. So it's not, you know, it's not sad about the ending, but it's just so interesting how songwriting can kind of come through you like that and sort of make you aware of um, something that you might not have given enough credence to before. So yeah, it's it's a song full of you know things that are actually quite significant to me and
0: yeah yeah well back to your line about the universe knows what's in your heart Mm -hmm. I suppose and if you feel that the uh the songwriting is channeled in a sense then it is it is it's that weird process of writing something where it's of you but but they're not Um, that's that's a very powerful lyric yeah (laughs) but Um... there are some other powerful lyrics in there one of which um is you sing about wings being clipped on the brink of flying and I'm wondering if you felt that your musical wings were clipped for a while in that you may not have let yourself create music. Yeah. Or felt like other people were not letting you create music.
1: No, yeah, well, that's uh, that's actually what the whole second verse is about, about, um, you know, things I left unknown or undone. That whole verse is actually about how scared I was of um, being able to sing or pursue um, music. So I'm I'm really glad that, you know, that song is it exists now on an EP that's out there and being played by lots and lots of nice folks. And um, it, yeah, the, the chorus we tried to write um, as like a melody helped me with the chorus on this song. And uh, she said, well, what do you want it to be? And I said, I don't want it to be conclusive at all and trying to tie up all these things, but I want it to feel like a maternal sort of what, what would me as my own mother sort of say to me if I was struggling with these things or um just just like a warm hug that's sort of like reassuring but still keeping that essence of um you know it's it's on you to change the things that you can control or you know if you're not happy with something or if you're lacking in something um you've got to go out and do it but saying that in a very loving way and um yeah it, the chorus is just me speaking back to me as a better version of myself so yeah
0: yeah and there's another line that says I wasn't brave enough and that's my fate," but it's. In the past tense, I wasn't brave enough. So, going back to what I said at the start about you know the courage that's required to do what you're doing now, releasing music, um, given your work history, well, and also your work contemporary life. Um, uh, I suppose do you feel do you feel that you need to regularly commit to being brave in order to to make music, or is it you, that you're past a certain point now? And you're like, okay, I know that I've pr- proven that I'm brave enough.
1: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think it's both because um, I've definitely reached like a new level of comfort, especially um, with performing live, which I feel like is really the pinnacle of all of this. You really get to have that moment where it all comes together and makes so much sense when you get to sort of share that energy back with a crowd. And um, I've I've reached a new level in comfort within that. I've also heard beautiful things from many people, including quotes such as uh, Mr. Michael Moko saying, so much of this is borderline genius. You know, when you, <laughs> I want to let all that go to my head um, only for, you know, serving the purpose of it, it doesn't actually matter so much to me now whether, um, you know, it, whatever the end point is, that doesn't matter to me. What matters most to me is that I actually keep pursuing it and just getting the songs formulated and real and, um, you know, just I want to keep chasing that. So I think at the moment for me, I'm trying to find the courage to um, not, not water myself down or, you know, tell myself that I don't deserve this space um, and to keep, my little blinders on and not worry about you know um what the outcomes of the songs are I just want to run I just want to go for it and um yeah I, I I think I'm just trying to have courage and just trusting that it will end up wherever it ends up and it actually doesn't matter but just keep going yeah
0: yeah or wherever it ends up it's perfect is what is another way of looking at it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um now um the last track on the ep is keeps getting greener and the refrain in that is that life keeps getting greener Uh, it's a hopeful statement but i think the song also acknowledges that life isn't always green so i was wondering as as i was listening to it whether for you music is a way to grapple both with what isn't green and also to make things greener
1: yeah absolutely i i mean it's it's so interesting listening back to that song for me because like for myself, because depending on what kind of day I'm having, it's either, you know, a song that I'm listening to and thinking you're, you're full of it. <laughs> like, I don't know if it keeps getting greener. Um, but, you know, I, I, I still have many, many days where I, I forget about all the sunshininess that I've come to encounter. Um, I think music has, it. it's so, it's so beautiful having this moment now because it it truly is like the one thing in my life that is making me feel like that that little light is just burning and it's like it's it's such a hopeful space for me um it just it feels so right and yeah i think even if that was the only reason why i kept pursuing it i think that's worth it. i think it's really my um i don't think passion's the right word what's the word purpose <laughs> you right. know um yeah. i'm feeling a lot of purpose fulfilling within all of this so yeah definitely super important to me and yeah yeah, I'm glad that I got to this moment to actually be able to think and realize that all so yeah
0: I think that yeah having it as purpose rather than passion I'm sure it's you know it's passion as well but purpose probably keeps you going at the times when there is doubt and when you may not feel like it or you think I don't really, you know, I don't know if I have the time to do this. Passion may waver and you may think, oh well, I don't, you know, that's that's not for me today. But yeah, purpose is a is a dedication.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I'm hyper aware now of um, you know, having worked with other musicians, the the process of the actual like business behind the music can be quite draining. And I think more so just in the way that like you put in so much work and energy and investment into it and as independent artists um we all know like the payoff isn't always immediate and it's not always to the level that we all deserve i mean we're putting in the real work and um with with good integrity but it just doesn't work like that unfortunately so i think just um music business aside Mm. um focusing on that as just you know what what you're actually gaining from chasing it down. um, Yeah, that's super important.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, now, as I mentioned at the top, you make music videos um, and you have made videos for these songs as well. And I'm wondering if it's actually harder to make videos for yourself than for other people because, of course, when you're making them for other people, you've got that objective perspective on what the song is and what the story of the video may be. But with your own music, perhaps it is harder to shift into that perspective.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to be really annoying and say that it's both easier and harder <laughs> all at once. It's not uh, annoying, it's truthful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I I feel just so like fortunate and I feel that it's awesome that I can kind of understand the mechanics of it to be able to direct it and create scenes. And, you know, I know all the little elements that other folks might not realise when they come into making a music video. I'm, a, I'm aware of all these things. So I feel like I have a lot more, control over it and that feels great to me but when it comes to the editing process that's actually so hard for me and it took a long time to get the clip for lay your guns down actually finished and out into the world it was late on my own schedule um because I just you know this I can see all the options and I don't know which one is the best out of 12 different clips you know um and there's so many ways to tell a story um and it, it, it could just come out so many ways. But, yeah, I think um at the end of the day, once it's all done and the stresses of that are out of the way, I I do always feel like it's a nice spot to be in.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's a great video. Uh, so you clearly made some very good decisions in constructing it. Uh, are you planning to make videos for all of the songs on the EP? or? Just... yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, I think just because I can, but maybe just not as um not as fully fledged or like uh you know I'd like you what I really want to do uh, especially for keeps getting greener. I want to make a video that doesn't like m- cost me much like time or energy. I want to make something that just feels good to make. So I've got a little plan for that, but I'll keep that close to the chest for now. Um, but, yeah, I think and also for God and I, I've got a spicy little idea that it involves, um, what can I say that it involves? It's, well, I thought maybe a strip club. <laughs> my, 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 not like with actual dancers in there, <laughs> but get some of my friends in a little cowboy hat, a little boot, and it could be a fun time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, look, that is something for all of us to look forward to once you've it. Um, but given that, that you are by nature creative, maybe there will be other ideas between now and then. Who knows?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I've been sitting on that one for a while. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, um, I, I think it's fantastic to be able to make those videos for all of your uh, songs. There are five songs on the EP. They're all great. The EP is called Garden, Jasmine. It's been so inspiring and interesting to talk to you. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.